0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Bootstrap Founder. My name is Alvid Kaa, and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. Today I want to talk about my visit to MicroConf in Denver where I was a speaker. Over the last three days I've been spending my time outside of my home for what feels like the first time in many a year and I want to share with you the amazing conference that I went to, the stuff that I learned, the stuff that I talked about, why this is a great conference, and pretty much every every other thing that I could talk about. This is gonna be more of a train of thought episode today because I have the, the very strong feeling that I'm not even home yet, like mentally. I just arrived a couple hours ago, but I wanted to make sure that you get this, all the insights from the conference as soon as possible. So yeah, here we go, I guess. Um, I'll share my experience at MicroConf US 2023 with you. And before that, as any conference also has its sponsors, so does this podcast. So let's have a word from our sponsor for this show. I have a question for you, like I do every week. Why did the business owner invest in a fishing fleet? They saw the potential for a really good return on investment. Uh, uh-huh uh, yeah like that. Okay, speaking of investments, is your business providing profits for you each month? Enter Pinto Financial. They streamline your bookkeeping, your forecasting and cash flow, but they don't stop there. Pinto takes it to the next level providing custom video based monthly reports video based so you can always know where you stand. So just think of them as your financial lifeline guiding you through the choppy waters of business financial management. And if you're ready to navigate these waters with confidence visit www.usepinto.com to learn more about how pinto financial can help you build profitably all right let's talk about microconf 2023 in denver colorado so for those of you who've never heard of microconf Um, Where have you been? (laughs) But anyhow, the the community that we live in has several conferences that are extremely relevant to the field, the Indie Hacker, SaaS Bootstrapped Entrepreneur Field, and MicroConf is one of them. It is hosted and led and organized by Rob Walling, is the head behind microconf and also tiny seed and the podcast startups for the rest of us rob has written a book just recently he has a lot going on in terms of empowering our community of indie founders of course there are way more people behind this but rob is kind of the poster child and he's been doing this for a long long time so this is a two-day conference And it happened for the 10th time in the united states at this point there was an interesting point during the conference where um, rob has had us all stand up and sit down after he kind of counted up the times of how often people were at the conference before so most people obviously were there for their first time but a lot of people were there for the second third or fourth or even fifth and sixth time it's just like people sitting down as the count went up it was pretty interesting and by the end three people were standing that had been to every single microconf in the past and these are people that you probably all know right like Mike Tabor is in there and Dave Rodenbach was in there like these are people in our community that just have been around for a while and they've been attendees of this conference forever in terms of the life of the conference which was really cool to see like we have people that have been extremely present in our community Rob being one of them and this conference is the venue for them to find together just to, to find like a way to communicate with each other and to just exchange interesting developments from our field. It was the second MicroConf that I was at. The first one I went to was back in 2019, MicroConf Europe in Dubrovnik in Croatia just a couple months after we sold our business, Feedback and Danielle and I, my partner and I, we sold our business. Um, and a couple months later, we went to the conference, mostly because we finally had time to do stuff. And we had the opportunity to give an attendee talk. But I'm going to talk about this later because that is part of what I was talking about on stage at that conference, because I also had a slot and had a talk. And it was a very special thing that resonated with the audience in a very particular positive way And I want to share that later, but there's so much interesting stuff going on at this conference that I will now artificially build suspense. I'm not going to do that. And I'm just going to talk about my slot after the other ones, because the other ones were also extremely interesting. There were five keynote sessions in the conference and several attendee talks and workshops and discussions, one of which was mine. The whole conference was co-hosted by Rob, who usually hosts a conference, and Liana Patch, who is a great copywriter and an extremely funny person to have on stage. She just compliments Rob and everybody else extremely well. Le- Leanna was awesome. It was really, really funny. She, she brought jokes to the stage. She brought cat pictures to the stage and just a sense of community that was palpable in the room. Like she picked it up and she did something with it that was really wonderful. The whole conference, um, again, is a two-day conference but started the evening before. Maybe there was the idea that people would come and arrive on Sunday and get to the hotel, and there would be a nice little thing in the evening, a registration where you would get your badge. And that badge then would get you into the place where it was a reception, essentially, right, with a bar and a lot of people chatting. And that starts the 0th the, the day, I guess. This is a technical conference, so you start with 0. And on the first day, the Monday, talks started, right? The, The actual conference began. And it began with Rob and Leanne showing people's why. That was really cool. Like they had a slide up where prior to that, people had been asked to send in pictures of their why. Why did they run the business? Why are they SaaS entrepreneurs? And it was really cool to see. Like there were pictures of children, obviously, partners. There were pictures of places that people wanted to be or go or work from. There were pictures of things that people wanted to to own. Like they had like material dreams or a house that they wanted to build like it, there were pictures of pets pictures of cats a lot of cats in there for some reason are pictures of dog like even my dog Bina made it there like it was really cute I took a took a photo because it was a rotating slideshow like uh, our little Bina just was on stage at microconf it was just the, the most an enjoyable thing um yeah that was that was just really really cool uh but it just set the tone for the conference, right? People really wanted to accomplish something by being a SaaS founder. And they they had a reason for being there, not just because it was a conference and you go to conferences, but because you could learn something that would make your life better and reach that goal more easily. It was extremely enjoyable just to see people light up when they saw their family in that slideshow or their pets or their dreams. It was just so nice. So they explained the a concept that I want to share with you here as well because it's super interesting in terms of just how you can condense a conference into an acronym. They they have this acronym stir, S T I R, which is short for strategies, tactics, inspiration and relationships. And that's what this conference is about. And it kind of feels like in the past, most conferences were really just about S and T and a little bit of R, right? A lot of strategy, a lot of tactical stuff, and some some level of connection, right? Networking, that's what you do at a conference, but more in a business sense. But what I experience, and what I think most founders who go to MicroConf, no matter if it's the European or the US one, the remote ones, or even just a Microconf connect Slack that exists and is free for you to join. I'm going to put the link in the show note because you really should be in there. It's a great place. The, the I and the R, the, the inspiration and the relationships were extremely strong with this conference. There were 250 people at the conference, all of them SaaS founders, all of them looking for ideas, looking for solutions to their issues, looking for new friends that could help them, looking for partners, potential partners, potential future co-founders. It's just solutions to the pressing problem that they've been experiencing since last week or ideas how to overcome something that they've been struggling with for years. Everything and everyone was there because they were looking for inspiration and relationships and a little bit of strategy and a couple tactics. And those things were not in short supply. Like the sessions were amazing. The first one was Dev Dev Basu from Toronto. It's pretty close to where I live. He is from a company called Powered by Search, and his talk was nibble at the ARR, which is uh, just adorable, and it was tips for being more agile than your bigger competitors. And Dev talked about being where those people can't be, being faster than those big companies, using your small SaaS business. Yeah, being as an, as an advantage and doing things that they can not do. One big learning that came out of his talk, which I found was extremely well executed, like he's a great speaker, he talked about discovery ads, Google discovery ads. And that was something that I've never really even knew of before. And most people at the conference were surprised by that too. Like it's really interesting to see that there are things even in like paid advertising that I just didn't know about. And I'm dealing with this all the time because I talk to so many founders who try all the things, right? Not just building in public or social media, but also paid advertising and search engine optimization, these kind of things. But it was interesting to learn about discovery ads and how to use them um, realistically to outcompete your much bigger and much more well-financed competitors. That was one big theme of the whole conference was that bootstrappers have to do things differently And that makes the MicroConf so extremely interesting for us as indie founders. Like we don't have the massive budgets that those big companies have. We don't have these extremely well thought out strategies like with like 400 people executing on your marketing plan. Like we're alone, we're solopreneurs or we have like a team of four. And like one person has to do like all the marketing and the sales at the same time. So leveraging things that work well because you're fast, that's a great idea. And the same kind of went for this the second talk by, by Claire Sullentrop that for, from Forget the Funnel. She was talking about like a customer-led approach to driving predictable recurring revenue, even in unpredictable times. And unpredictable times we are in for sure. She explained how she and her business partner, Gia, helped brands just understand their audience better and craft higher converting copy and just close more deals through being more precise in what you offer. It was just interesting really to see how every talk was kind of focused on giving bootstrappers tools to be and maintain a life as a bootstrapper. Like nothing in MicroConf is trying to pull you out of the bootstrapping space. A lot of conferences kind of give you these, these big stars. I was in Portugal back in, I think, 2018 at Web Summit, and it, it was an incredible, gigantic conference. It's like everybody from all industries is there like microsoft people like ray dalio was a speaker at that conference like a big investor guy and you you have these big stars that you may really look up to because they have provided a lot of value in their books and in their writing and in the things that they've been doing but That's not really going to help you if you're a bootstrapper. I mean, it's cool that you see people from like Fortune 100 companies, like these extremely big companies tell you what they did at a certain level. But that's kind of for other CEOs of equally big companies to, to implement in their own businesses. It's not really for us trying to build like a little SaaS that has maybe a couple hundred, if not just a couple dozen customers at any point. It's just not the same league, but MicroConf, is for that. And this is not like a a sponsored thing for MicroConf. I just really enjoyed being there, as you can probably tell. And it's been an extremely valuable experience just to listen to these people who are running businesses like the one that said, we want to build, right? We want to build successful bootstrap SaaS businesses. These are the people that are on the same journey. And when it comes to advice like this, like you shouldn't listen to people who are not doing the thing that you want to do. And these people did. And they won off the conference the Monday was more tactical and strategic, and day two had a bit of a more personal touch. The stories were slightly different. Patrick Campbell was on stage. He opened up the day two, Tuesday, and he talked about bootstrapping uh, to a $200 million exit, the well story. And he, he led into the whole talk with a lot of personal stories too, because if there's one thing that Patrick does, it's just be honest about his journey. I had him on this show, I had him, as a just speak like, I, I talked to him about the story of Profit Well. I wanted to know like what the emotional problems were during that journey. And he really opened up on my podcast and he kind of did the same thing on stage there as well. Like he really went into the, the mental psychology of building such a business, exiting such a business, what it means for a bootstrapper to build um, a bootstrap business making the choice maybe to get funding or making the choice to get a lot of funding and how all of these things align was one thing in his talk that i really enjoyed it was the idea that you really need massive alignment with your partners and That means partners on any level, right? Business partners, co-founders, obviously, if one co-founder wants to bootstrap, the other one wants to eventually like disrupt the market, that's not gonna be a good fit. I I wrote about this in the past, like the founder, co-founder fit, that's really important to get right if you have other people in your business. And Patrick was saying the exact same thing, like you need that to be aligned, but that's not just for co-founders. it's also for life partners, right? If you want to live the life of building a sustainable business, well, then your partner should probably also want to live a really nice, enjoyable, relaxed, sustainable, calm life. And on the other hand, if you want to build like the thing that disrupts the market, whatever it may be, then you need to be absolutely clear that this is gonna be a really tough time. Like, you're gonna spend a lot of time getting things done, working on these things. I don't really like the whole hustle culture sentiment here, but the idea is if you wanna build something extremely crazy, you need to spend enormous amount of energy maybe not time but at least energy and focus on it and your partner in life as in business should really be aligned with that because if they expect you to be around more but you can't because you need to do this to get to whatever goal you have you're gonna run into trouble so that was what patrick was talking about my talk came after that but before i get to that i'm just gonna share what everybody else was doing because everything else was also super interesting oh yeah john digge was also there and, and john was talking about um what he's talking about he was talking about sales building like a sales engine that was really cool too like his uh perspective from having built sales engines all the time that was really cool I'm just gonna do a quick look up here because I really want to make sure that I get everything right yeah he he was he's the founder of Rapid Reply and he's been building like sales I wouldn't call it funnels but like sales systems forever and he shared his personal approach on how to set them up, like gave categories and all that. I think these talks, I hope including mine, will be available in video at some point. And once they are, you can be absolutely sure that I will link to that. We'll give you um, links just on Twitter, very likely, or in, in the newsletter as well, um, because I very much would like to rewatch all of these things because every single talk was just filled with exciting information that is extremely useful. To where I am, even with my media business that I'm building, right? Like I have a really small SaaS business, uh, permanent link on the site, but what I'm really doing is running this podcast, getting interviews, t- like getting people to come on my own show for interviews, running a newsletter, writing blog posts, or, and releasing like, articles and all that kind of stuff. That itself is a business. And even for this kind of business that is not technically a SaaS, most of these things are extremely applicable. And even the attendee talks and the micro sessions were like this. So Liana, the kind of co-host of the whole conference, uh, had a little session there as well. And she was just roasting people's copy, their landing page copy, from a copywriter's perspective. It was really interesting to watch. People had previously suggested their websites, and she just opened them up and just talk them through. The people who were uh, giving the, her these these links, they were in the room. So there was a conversation between the person who ran the business and Liana as a potential customer. And she just asked the questions that a customer would ask. Like, what is this? I don't understand. Like, why why does it work like this, right? Looking at a website copy and not understanding what the product does, she pointed that out and gave alternative ideas on how to make it better. That was really cool. Then. Chuck and the folks from the sponsor of the conference, Quiet Light, um, was a broker for if you want to sell your business, um, they were taking questions and answers in another room, which was really cool. So you could just yell at them and ask them about, I don't know, valuations or how to structure a company to make it sellable, these kind of things. That was really, really nice. So as you could tell, the conference has these multiple uh, tiny sessions that happen at a certain point like outside of the the single track um, talks that exist but people can kind of pick and choose from at which stage they're at if you if you're more interested in selling your business you're probably not going to go to the landing page roast and if you're early and you want to make sure that your initial customers get the message right you don't think about selling your business just yet so you go to that thing it's just a wonderful conference with a great way of getting exactly what you need there were two more sessions one was by beth hannon from Accessicards. She was talking about accessibility and that was really interesting too because you know accessibility is just such a relevant thing that is not just a requirement a legal requirement but but an actual way of empowering your audience and then there was anthony eden of dn simple talking about dns which as we all know is the source of every single problem and our salvation apparently just how to use dns in businesses that was really cool anthony is a great guy as well and um, Simple has been something that was on my radar for many many years because one of my pals back from hamburg back in the day when i was building feedback panda um, i went to a lot of meetups in hamburg and one of their early engineers was at the same meetups as I was. So that, that, shout out to Ole, I guess. But yeah, it was just interesting to see how we all connected in this community. That was one of the things that really stood out to me. So it is time now, I guess, to talk about what I did at the conference. So I gave something that was like half talk, half interactive session. I reached out to the people at MicroConf like a year ago, and as I told them I'm ready to do something like post COVID ready to, to get started doing something useful and give back to the community what can we do and at that point i think all the the actual talk slots like the the five key uh, keynote slots were already filled but i still wanted to do something so i talked to a producer xander which is uh he's the the guy that makes everything happen and he was really good at making things happen we just chatted about like what i could be doing and as you know or may not know, which is why I'm saying it, uh, this podcast, my newsletter and everything that I've been doing has been focused a lot on mental health topics because I've been struggling with this throughout my founder journey and beyond. Like it never really ends. Like imposter syndrome is always there. Burnout is always a potential if you work too much. And all, all these little things are things that are important to me, which is why I suggested that I do something about that. So we came up with the idea of having an interactive session The idea that there's a room of like 250 people, every one of whom already kind of shares the same experiences. Why don't we make people share their stories and normalize talking about it? And that was the whole idea. So I went on stage. I explained that, um, well, I can just kind of give you a quick walkthrough through my talk. Like the video probably will be, it will be a bit until the video is out. So I'm just gonna, just gonna give you an insight into what I told people kind of started with making a, a note that every single talk that we had heard at the conference before had some passing reference or even a slide where they mentioned burnout and that was extremely interesting like you you would not expect this to be a central topic in almost everything at a conference like even something as highly as, as tech technical and tactical as seo information right where people talk about how to optimize for search still In passing, at Dev's talk, for example, there was mention of being overwhelmed by work. Or in Patrick's talk, there was mention of being burnt out or having people not understand what you're doing. It was really, really interesting. Even in the little attendee talks in between, like these 15-minute sessions, somebody was talking about selling their business. One and how you should sell your business. One of the reasons for selling your business, burnout. Or the other attendee talk was about outsourcing. And one of the reasons of outsourcing customer service, way too much work, burnout. It was everywhere. And I'm so happy. I mean, not happy that burnout is everywhere. That is really not cool. But I'm happy that people are actively thinking about these things and making sure that this is being communicated, that we talk about this, that this is a real thing that everybody might or will feel. And we get to have a conversation about it. So I started by saying, Look at this, here we are at a conference for bootstrap SaaS entrepreneurs and every talk is mentioning burnout. That is something important, that is new. That is great that we talk about it and this is something we should do more of so i shared a story of my own life involving burnout which kind of was a harking back to microconf 2019 where i gave this attendee talk right we had just sold the business and danielle and i we gave this talk on stage about all the cool things like how we automated everything how marketing worked and how we made the business sellable it was all cool and we talked about how great it was and what a nice experience the sale was and all that stuff But what I didn't say to people back then, but I didn't share because I wasn't even really aware that it was a thing, was that I was still mid-burnout. Even after we sold the business, like four months after we sold the business, I still had physical burnout, it was still there. I didn't eat the day of that session. I didn't eat the day of that attendee talk because I just couldn't. I was so stressed because when you are in this burnout state, every little bit of stress, at least for me, gets amplified massively. So I just could barely handle it. You may not see it. And the video of that talk is on my website. It's on the Bootstrap Founder um, somewhere in the about section, I guess, if you want to look it up, you don't necessarily see it, but I was super stressed. And I shared that story and then told people that, well, this is a problem, right? Like, we don't talk about this. Like, I shared a couple Twitter insights that people have on mental health, where they really just say, yeah, deal with it, or like lean into discomfort. And then I said, like, yeah, this is really not helpful because we, we struggle with things. Like, just leaning into struggle, that's not gonna make them any better. So I encouraged people at that moment to consider that they all have a story. Like in this room, 250 people, all SaaS founders, we all know exactly how it feels to do too much and to have too little support. So I wanted to prepare people to have a conversation. And I shared another story for my own life, because I kind of wanted to talk about two main topics. Right? One of them was being overwhelmed. And every SaaS founder ex- knows extremely well what it means to be overwhelmed. And the other one was feeling isolated on the other side of the spectrum, right? You're overwhelmed. It's just you get too much external stuff. Everybody wants something and you need to do everything to, to make sure your customers are happy and that your business keeps running. And that you have these external interruptions and you're just overwhelmed from that. Other side, you're socially isolated because Nobody understands what you're doing. Like, your parents, they think you should get a job. Like they, Even Patrick Campbell, in his talk, like, this guy sold a business for $200 million. And apparently, he flew in his parents um, just to celebrate or for like a family event. And his father still told him that he would probably make a good doctor. Can you imagine selling a business for nine figures? Like, creating generational wealth for decades if not centuries to come for your family and every every offspring in that family and your father still talks to you as if you hadn't reached the pinnacle of your career that is isolation that is being misunderstood that is not being seen or heard and if a person can sell a business for 200 million dollars and not get the kind of understanding and respect from their family then everybody else is in the same boat, and I certainly know it. I've seen people on Twitter a lot, like Dagobert Renouf, famously says that his uh, father-in-law did not understand him going into business and had been a massive opponent of that. All of all of these stories are out there in the open, and I knew that the audience at microconf had the exact same understanding of this. So I shared the story first of my understanding that i had burnout like when that happened to me i'm not going to go into that particular detail because it was a very painful story to share and i hope there will be a recording of it and if not then i might share it at a later point it was really just about like yeah, waking up and now i'm sharing it well there you go this is why you listen to the podcast right you get the stuff anyway i cannot help myself um it was about waking up at three in the morning getting a robocall the system was down right so some automated tool figured out our product was was offline and and called me. I got up, walked to my computer and just started crying. Like it just fell apart because it was just so stressful. This had been happening for a couple of weeks and it's just like, oh, can't handle it anymore. And then I handled it and built automation to deal with it. But it was just so frustrating. I was just so overwhelmed by all of this kind of stuff. And I had to rebuild the architecture to not be as brittle and be more resilient and had to deal with customer service messages pouring in as I was trying to fix it it was just so much so I shared a pretty deep emotionally very painful story with people preparing them to share their own and then I invited them to have a like a 15-minute conversation around that table so if you've seen pictures of the microconf um layout of the room that we were in the grand ballroom at the the Sheraton downtown Hotel in Denver it's, it's kind of big tables that can seat like eight to 10 people all in a room. And you can kind of face your chair to to the, towards the stage if you want to, but you can also face it towards the table. And that's what I asked people to do. I asked them to join on other tables that were like half full, and then start having a conversation about a topic, for, an experience from their own lives, how it impacted them, how they dealt with it, what they learned from it, if they still experience it, if, if they found ways to, to make it better and share it with the other people around them. Because one thing that was very obvious to me just from having conversations with people throughout the conference leading up to the session was that everybody had a story. Like I mentioned that I was gonna do this during the, the lunches and dinners that we had. And I'll talk about like these kind of logistics a bit later because they were also very interesting, but let's just stay with mental health topics. And whenever I said, hey, you, you might wanna prepare a little story for tomorrow, when during the session that you can share with other people people started sharing their story right there and then they said yeah i I have one immediately like i did this and then that happened and then i was super frustrated here or I, i i talked to this person and they thought i was an idiot for for going into entrepreneurship like people's stories were just waiting to pour out and what i noticed not just from those conversations but from my session was that people were just waiting to be given permission to talk about their feelings it was such a noticeable event because i told people here's how we're gonna do it you're gonna have a conversation turn to your people around you i'm gonna give you 15 minutes start now and i was walking off stage and i hadn't even reached the end of the stage and the room was buzzing like there was this moment where people just felt like i I can open the floodgates and stories just fell out of people it was incredible It was an incredible moment. It was super validating for me to know that the session that I was there to do, which I thought may or may not work, worked incredibly well. So I went to my table with the other speakers and we started sharing stories too like speakers have the same problems, right? You, you might think, oh yeah, celebrities on stage, no problems, same issues, a lot of mental health problems, a lot of issues with losing your partner, going through a breakup or having, having a, a misunderstanding with your partner about the priorities that you have in your life all of this came out and I listened to the table next to us similar stories it came out and I after a while I went back on stage and I talked about shared another story because I wanted people not just to talk about being overwhelmed but also about feeling socially isolated because these are similar mental health issues probably most the most common issues that we have and they very much very quickly stop talking to listen to my next story because they knew that I was going to be honest with them and share another thing for them to reflect about their own lives upon so I shared another story about um feeling extremely alone which kind of happened as um so Danielle and I my partner and I we we, I'm German she's Canadian so we used to live in Berlin but often commute back and forth to Canada and there was a death in her family so I, I kind of went there with her to be there with the family and we spent the day after the, the day of the burial the, in the evening spent some time in in our parents house to just to, as a kind of a wake kind of a moment to remember the person and everybody was gathered there people were exchanging stories it was a really emotional event it was just every heartfelt like people were grieving and reminiscing it was really beautiful and my phone started buzzing And it was customer service, people were writing in, something broke, right? I don't want to go into the technical details. It was irrelevant, right? Something had broken, an integration, not critical, but critical enough for me to need to fix it. So I had to remove myself from this family event, go to an empty bedroom and open my laptop and fix that stupid bug, fix that extension thing that kept people from using our product, kind of, but not really. They could have done it if they wanted to, but their expectation was product has to be perfect or not so i dealt with this and i felt so incredibly alone at in that moment like i was just sitting there like fixing this browser extension integration issue which is just such a banal problem while my family was mourning a person that had just left us it was i don't know it was just so pointless and i felt so alone so i shared that story with the, the audience kind of to anchor them again to give them permission to talk about deep scars on their lives went off stage again same thing happened people just had yet another story like they just it's just like you just snap your fingers and the story is right there because we all know exactly what this feels we know what it means to be overwhelmed like what founder doesn't and we know what it means to be misunderstood to be left out to have to prioritize things you don't want to prioritize but you have to do it and that kind of pulls you away from the people around you so that was that was my session. I gave him another 10 minutes and it, it was lunchtime after. So we wanted to make sure it, it start, stopped at the right time. Um, went back on stage and then just profoundly thanked us Wonderful group of people, this community for opening up to each other. There was another Q and A session, which is nice. Somebody asked me how I get to or how I got to like 100k people on Twitter, <laughs> which is I, I just told them like the same thing that what people had just been doing, like share honest stories with each other, like being authentic and not authentic in like quotation marks. Just be authentic. Just be yourself. Share what you do, and that's kind of why I think I believe my followers, my readers, and my listeners, and my viewers, I guess. Uh, want to connect with me because I just don't pretend. (laughs) I don't don't have time to pretend like I just want to just want to be myself. And that was one of the things. And then we kind of closed my session and was really nice and went to lunch, but not before I I was approached by dozens of people from that conference telling me all the little stories of what their experience just now was. A couple tables or people from a couple tables came up to me. And one thing that I found really interesting was somebody told me that around that table, they noticed that some people there visibly relaxed after sharing their story. And it very much appeared as if these people had for the very first time ever talked about their mental health issues regarding being a founder, being a SaaS entrepreneur with other people. They had for the very first time ever, even reflected upon this being not just what life is like as a founder, but that this is something that shouldn't be like this. That's kind of what I said too, when I woke up and had to fix this downtime thing, like you're not supposed to sit in front of your computer and cry. That's not what a SaaS entrepreneur life should be like. So people have realized through those conversations around those tables with their peers, with people who really got them, who really understood them, that something was wrong and that something should be different. And if there's anything that I hope that the people who listen to what I did at MicroConf take away from the conference, is that reflection on these things is paramount. You have to think about your own sanity, your mental health, and the peers around you in our community, be it in in person at a conference, being present people, or in virtual communities such as the MicroConf Slack, MicroConf Connect, or Twitter, or the indie hackers forum or your your peer group your uh, maybe a ma- mastermind group that you join or a mentor or whatever a person or people that understand you that is how you get out of these things i found that in my twitter community and in my indie hackers community that's kind of who got me out of my burnout cycle and my self doubt and my imposter syndrome all the time and if you're listening to this it's quite likely that we had a conversation in the past that help me or help you or that you, you participated in a conversation that was helpful to others, the community is where it's at. And that was so palpable, so noticeable in that room because people, it was so bizarre. People talked about painful stories and they smiled. Like they smiled because they knew that they were heard, that this, these stories were not judged. They were not being considered weak when they shared stories of being emotionally vulnerable. They were considered strong. Because they shared, because they needed to get it out, and they just by talking about your own issues, you give other people permission to see their own issues not as something that is wrong with them, but as something that can be corrected because it's an external thing, and that was really really nice. So that was my session. It was a very, I guess, soft and squishy topic. It was not by far not as. Technical as the SEO or funnel building things. But that was the thing about MicroConf that I really enjoy. You have all of these stir, right? You have strategies, tactics, you have inspiration, and you have relationships. And I hope that what I did there was fostering a lot of relationships for hopefully a very long time and give people the inspiration and the motivation to deal with these issues, not when they're already causing burnout, but on the way in, so you can correct it, and yeah, that that's what I what I did at Microconf this year in Denver, and I really, really am grateful to Rob and everybody there to make it happen. It was an inc- incredibly um, empowering moment for me. Like I said, like the thing, when I went off stage and people were already talking and I was still walking, like my mic was still hot, I, I, I could have sobbed at that moment. It was so touching to see people just opening up and letting the stories pour out. It was really nice. Let me share a couple more things about the conference, because I would assume that a couple of you listening to this um, are now very interested in MicroConf. Let me put a couple more things on top that make it even better because the conference itself was uh, at the sheraton downtown hotel in denver and microconf jumps from venue to venue right you you will find that uh microconf is is not going to be in denver all the time i think next year it's going to be in atlanta and that's going to be great too because i always wanted to go to atlanta now i get to with my my friends my my nerds right it's so awesome the hotel was cool it had like a big a big old lobby it had great ballroom where the conference was held it was very nice it was there's a good restaurant in there the hotel itself was great the rooms were wonderful i spent like six hours preparing my talk like rehearsing my talk in that room and i felt great <laughs> it was nice denver itself is a cool city and yeah it just it was nice a good good uh place to have the conference like I said, in the, at the first night, and pretty much every night, there was a reception in the lobby where you could just hang out with your fellow founders and your fellow SaaS nerds. And, you know, when, on Sunday when I arrived, there was, there was already kind of going on like a couple couple hours after I came there, even before, like, we just went out for lunch on Sunday, because I arrived early in the morning, and uh, the reception would start at like five-ish, and we just found a couple people on Slack, and we hung out at a restaurant just across the hotel, and we spent like three or four hours just chatting sass. People who I personally had never met, and they had never met me, I think some of them knew me through Twitter, but like we, we just had this immediate connection talking about the problems that we all share. Again, not not all problems that we share are mental mental health issues, but we just, have common problems and we need customers we need growth you know all these things and it was just so much fun to talk to people and then at the reception i finally got to meet a lot of people that i always wanted to meet right i, I met colleen colleen schnettler and aaron from hammersmith um i'm oh, sorry hammerstone um and the, the met like just yeah it, it was the, the amount of people that i met at this at this like it's just incredible like it was just 250 people and you probably kind of knew like, at least half of them already and the other other half you kind of knew through other people it was wonderful like i could not hey, everywhere i went there was somebody i kind of knew i met so many people like shy from from twitter that i've been talking to a, a lot about and of course the, the whole tiny seed team and a lot of founders from tiny seed as well that that i met in the past and had hung out with a couple uh, years ago at the other microconf venue so it it was just great. You go there, there's beers, there's drinks, there's food, and there's nerds. It's the best combination. You have these incredible conversations with people that you already kind of know. It's like it's like the, the, a pre-warmed meeting with people that you, you think you already do know, you have these kind of parasocial relationships with, and then you actually do know them. It was really fun. It was such a great time. So... Let me talk a bit more about the logistics of the the rest of the thing, because the the microconf is not just talks and, and workshops. Like one of the most important things at microconf is what they call the hallway track. And that is just what happens between things, right? The thing with the reception, for example, kind of is part of it, but just you chatting with people all, essentially all day around the conference, learning about things, getting to meet new people, organizing deals, organizing partnerships, like little adventures together. That is what makes the conference so special, because it's, it's not just listening to a talk that is a, that makes a conference good. It's building these relationships, and that's what the hallway track, which is what it's called, is about, right? Just hanging out, making friends, and being an art. And but there's also food. Like they like they organize lunches and at the at the conference too. So at the first day we had like lunch at the milk market, which was like a kind of a, like a food market, which they had booked just for Microconf. So essentially, what would have been a thing open to the public was a private event. And you could just get food from all kinds of little stores. There was like a burger place and there was like a fish place a taco place. Like, you know, all these little things was were exclusively available to everybody from Microconf, which was awesome. So again, you would hang out with people, you would eat, you would chat, that was part of the hallway track too. And on the the second day there was a mystery lunch, because prior to to you know arriving, people had to kind of fill out a survey about what they like, about food. And then they would kind of pair people, or not pair them, they grouped them up and sent them to like 12 different restaurants all over the city. Just, you know, from the amount of, or the the kind of quality of answers that they got, what people liked, what their experimental risk tolerance was, they would be put into a group and sent off to a particular restaurant. It was just a great idea. And then after that, the, the whole show continued. It was really cool. And then happy hour every evening and at the closing reception was nice too like an open bar next to the pool which was a bit too cold but it was still just wonderful to just see people chatting and meeting new people even on, on the last day getting getting to know people and one other thing that we did on the first day on monday was having micro excursions so a little four little excursions throughout the city in the afternoon um one was a pop crawl Which was hilarious to do in the early afternoon, but it's a thing that people apparently did. The other one was a weed tour because marijuana is uh, legal in Denver. So there was a, I think they went to kind of a grower and to like a a retailer or something. It was kind of more an entrepreneurial weed tour. I mean, I, I didn't participate in that but there probably was some participation, if you know what I mean. There was go-karting. A group of people just went to go go-kart. And the group that I was in went to a place called Meow Wolf, which was, I can only describe as like a, a museum of speculative history. I think that's what somebody told me that it reminded them of. It's like, imagine like aliens had met, met, made contact with people in the 70s and... There was a portal between planets, and one of them, one of that's the story to all of this. is so bizarre. The whole place is essentially like a little theme park for adults, but not no like rides or anything. You just walk through and you discover a place that is super weird. Just check it out. Meow, Meow Wolf is the name. It exists in, in multiple cities, and it's just a, a place that you can walk through and discover new things, new mind-boggling things in in the place. Just. Yeah, I cannot even describe it. I I went through this place for three hours, was constantly mesmerized, and I'm still having a hard time describing it. So that's the kind of stuff you also get to do at MicroConf. You get to expand your mind either through alcohol, go-karting, weed, or visiting a museum of speculative history. It was great. And everything around the conference was well videoed. There was a, a video team there. Photography was happening. Sound was amazing. It was really well done. And the hallway track, as usual, is the thing that you go to this conference for. So yeah, MicroConf, man, that was awesome. I was glad to be a speaker at this because I I got to hang out with the other speakers too. But the thing is, everybody got to hang out with the speakers. Like we were And they were extremely accessible because we were also just founders who want to learn something at the conference. And that's something you don't really get much at conferences like this. Like Patrick Campbell, right? When do you have access to a person who sold their business for $9 million? Or not $9 million, sorry, for nine figures, for $200 million? Well, you get access to them if you go to a conference like MicroConf where they just hang out with you at the coffee station or something. That's that's how that works. And uh, yeah, next year it's going to be in Atlanta and you can be very sure that I'm going to be there because even though I might not speak, which I hope to do because I just really enjoy it. I might want to do a session like this again. I still would like to go as a just a participant to be part of this wonderful climate there. So MicroConf was a glowing success. I had an amazing time doing what I like doing, helping people help themselves. And... I enjoyed it a lot. If if you have any ideas, like of what it could be done next year or something, or if you want to join, check out MicroConf Connect, which is a Slack that is free for you to join. And you can just hang out with people and uh, chat with them all year round, and then be part of the, the actual MicroConf conference experience as well. Um, I think Rob has a book out. He, he It was really nice. There was a little swag bag for all of us speakers and one thing in there was a copy of his latest book like i think it's called the sas playbook i think there are 25 copies of that book in existence and i own a signed one that is also dedicated to me which is just the most adorable thing i'm really really happy that rob did that um, and a couple other things it was just very thoughtful like it's just a wonderful thoughtful experience to be at this conference um Huge shout out to Rob and Xander and Tracy and and Liana and all the people behind the scenes at the conference, too. I just had an amazing time. So it's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about here today because I just returned from this thing and I think these kind of experiences are best conveyed fresh. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootser Founder. You can find me on Twitter at avidkahl, A-R You've had my books and my Twitter course there as well. And if you want to support me and the show, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Get The Podcast, in your podcast player of choice. And most importantly, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. It will forward you to Apple Podcasts or wherever this can be reviewed. It would really help me to get more people to see this and then check it out. Any of this will help the show. So thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye bye.